podcast is sponsored by Wakunaga of America, makers of Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, Kyodophilus Probiotics, and Kyo Green Powdered Green Drink Mix. All natural, healthy solutions to support your whole body well-being. Try their new Kyodophilus Pro Plus Symbiotic, Prebiotic, and Probiotics together for better gut health. Kyo means strength. Live a Kyo life. Hi, I'm Andrea Donsky, founder of NaturallySavvy.com and co-host of our Naturally Savvy podcast. And I am Lisa Davis, MPH health educator, co-host of Naturally Savvy and author of the book, Cleaning Eating Dirty Sex Memoir Cookbook Healthy Lifestyle Guide. At Naturally Savvy, we are here to help you make healthier lifestyle choices. So we are so honored that you are tuning in to listen to our podcast on a weekly basis. And we are here to engage you, have fun, and help you live your healthiest lifestyle. Now, on to the show. Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored by Morphus for Menopause. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. We have a fantastic guest who has been away far too long. I've been needing to reach out and say, Dr. Joyce, come back on the show. So I did. Dr. Joyce Knudsen is back with us. She is an incredible woman. She is an author. She's done radio, TV, you name it. Joyce has done it. Or Dr. Joyce. Joyce and I are friends. So Dr. Joyce, welcome back to Naturally Savvy. You look fantastic. We can see each other. And let me tell you. You're just radiating. You look beautiful. I'm going to call you every single day. <laughs> these wonderful words. So, Dr. Joyce, you have been through a lot. And today we're going to talk about not taking life for granted because you never know what's going to happen. We all seem to think we have so much time and we get caught up in the little things. And I'm guilty of it, too. But you just never know. So talk to us, Dr. Joyce, about you were going on a trip or you're going to go visit your daughter. And, and what happened? I went in the shower and I came out and said to my husband, we're not going to Atlanta. We're going to the doctor. I think I have breast cancer. And he said, no, nah, you don't have breast cancer. Why, why would you think that? I said, because I read it's a little lump and it's hard. And it was on my, around my nipple. I said, I, I know that doesn't look right. <laughs> it's not supposed to be there. And I went to the doctor and sure enough, it was breast cancer. And the next week I had surgery. Oh my gosh. What went through your head? I wouldn't have thought that this would go through my head, but I just thought, well, I'm 73 years old. Something's going to happen sometime to me. I've never been sick in my life. So how lucky I've been here this long. I just didn't think anything about it. I did what I had to do. But the thing is, they don't tell you what the repercussions are going to be. They don't tell you that you're going to hurt like hell. They don't tell you that you're going to have nerve damage that may last a, a lifetime or a five or six years at least that's why they say five years you're out of the woods but really you're never out of the woods once you have cancer that's why there's not a cure they can't there's no cure because they don't know all there is is living with it and handling it there's no cure uh, but I wasn't going to let it or anything else get me and everybody that knows me knows I wouldn't so I I did what I had to do I did the treatments and I I'm back well, what were the treatments and what advice do you have for people who are who are going through this and are going to either have those treatments or their loved ones are going to? How can they be supportive? That's a very good question. Uh, I didn't have to have much because of my age, but I didn't realize what I would have to have. And that's a lot of pain, a lot of nerve damage. And I have to work with a physical therapist and a physical therapist to get rid of that. What caused the nerve damage? Okay, well, you know what? You're asking fabulous questions, as you usually do. Thank you. Because you do, because you're a great radio person. 
the nerve damage comes from the operation. It's depending on people don't know what kind of an operation I had. All the operations on breast cancer are different. And so they had, I was very large. My breasts walked into a room before I did. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> I was like a thirty, a thirty-six double E. Oh wow! I had enough breast for them to take out of one to put in the other. I didn't have to go into my stomach. Oh darn it! I wish they would have gone into my stomach. <laughs> now that I think about it, they went to the wrong place. Anyway, they. I'm very little now because they were able oh. to. What I did was I had double surgery, so it's not like just having something taken out. Right. They, it really had a, a worse than a mixex taking them off because it was a double surgery on both breasts. So you did have surgery yeah. and the surgery took out the cancer, right? Yes. And left you with some nerve damage. Now, did they tell you that ahead of time there might be nerve damage? Well, they yeah. want you to know you wouldn't have the surgery. <gasps> Oh no! And what is what what nerve? When you say nerve damage, what parts of your body does is are you talking about? Very bad shoulder pain, very bad moving my arm, um, very bad um, breast pain, just pains in the breast. Um, I can't explain it. I, I was in bed a long time because I couldn't get out of bed, and that's the worst thing you can do. You've got to move, but when you can't move, I get up to walk and I fall down because I had no strength. And this was going on for maybe six months, seven months. Uh, but I've been married for 53 years this year. And my husband is the, I couldn't have a better person to be with me during this time. And if anything, it brought us closer together because he thought he'd lose me. And uh, you no, know, it's going anywhere, Joyce. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. But the pain is much better now than it was. I take medicine. I have no choice. Um, a lot of people would like to take the medicine I take. <laughs> You don't know where you're at sometimes, but you do have to take it. If you don't, you have a choice. And they say, at my age, what's the difference? Go ahead and take it. Live your life. Don't worry about taking, getting addicted or anything like that. Uh, it's, I don't hardly take it at all, like maybe once every 12 hours. I, there's no addicting taking place here because I, I have a lot to do. People just places to go. I'm not stopping. That's fantastic, Joyce. So you have the nerve pain, but that's that's gotten a little bit better with the medication and the PT yes. or more manageable? Yes. Manageable is the word because you can't cure it. You never, you never don't. You're always a cancer survivor. Right. Now, how long ago would, did you find this lump? Um, two and a half years. Uh, now, you actually did a test because we went to see our daughter last weekend and I hadn't been in the car going anywhere for a long distance for a long time. And so since before the cancer. And so uh, we went and it was a five hour drive and I was fine. So now we know I could travel. Oh, I'm, that's wonderful. I'll never be able to get in the car again with the bumps on the road and, you know, all the things. But it, it really worked out fantastic. Everything is good now. Oh, that's good. And it sounds like it's really important to have a strong support system. You have your husband, which is I huge. Do. I do. I think one thing I'd like to talk about are, are friendships that I thought were friends didn't really turn out to be friends. People that I didn't expect, people from Twitter, people from Facebook, they, they not only contacted me, but they contacted me every day. How are you, Joyce? What can I do for you? People came out of the woodwork to be nice to me, not my friends. And I don't know whether it's because they felt uncomfortable, which could be, uh, but we need you more then than ever. 
we need your your support and we need everything you know you think you start to think well i'm not when i had a million followers boy was i popular it was like wow joyce is she's the one we have to interview but now that i have two thousand it's like oh Gwen, not so much so really we have to love each other for who we are not for what we can do for somebody else and in the beginning i did a lot for a lot of people i i don't bring it up because i I did it because I wanted to do it. But you would think somebody would have some appreciation for that. Not. So you do find out who your friends are. Going back to your question, which you've asked me a part of it again, because I don't remember the whole Oh, sure. Just, you know, what ways can your loved ones be supportive? And, and not what they think. Like they might think, you know, maybe they want their house clean, but they're afraid to ask you. And you would rather just like drop flowers off at their door. But what they really need, especially if they're in pain, is they need someone to physically help them. They need right? to listen. Right. Is somebody to help them walk around since they can't really do it by themselves. I had one girl, a girl I've known for many, many years, uh, 50, I don't know, 40 years, and she came to stay with me for a week and help me go to the bathroom and wash me. I couldn't go in the shower. I couldn't do anything for a long time. And I mean, I really was an old lady, really. If you ever want to know what an old lady is like, get cancer. It really did knock the shit out of me. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it is what it is. I'm so lucky to be, I'm turning 77 years old. I mean, three years from 80. I mean, it's amazing. That's crazy because you look amazing. Who do you think is going to be like this at in my age? But you, you don't have to be old. You, you Even if you get sick, you could fight it. You don't have to die. Like my son says, he's really sweet. He lives in town and thank God for him because he was there for me. And he, he says, mom, you say you want to die, but what are you going to die of? He's right. Nothing. They took the cancer. He says, so don't say that. But there are times that you feel like you're going to die because you're hurt so much. You don't know how you can live like this. But it does go away. It does get better. And I just feel blessed. I, I feel blessed to have friends like you. I feel blessed to have so many. My mother used to say to me, you know, Joyce, if you have two friends near the end of your life, you've done well. Oh. Or 30 friends that I've never lost from from childhood from school friends from tennis from this from that and they I, they didn't go away those friends didn't go away but the newer friends kind of felt funny or whatever they did i needed them and they weren't there so i would say to listen maybe to, to read it read us I, I hate to say it, it sounds like I'm a little baby read a story too no but it's nice to be read to like a book you know like to a book because I, I have very bad eyesight as you know and it would have been nice to hear a book something I, I do have audio books and I didn't feel like putting them in my ear it was it was like you just didn't feel like getting anywhere out of bed but you know what once you do I, I conquered the stairs and I conquered getting into my husband's big jeep where you have to kind of climb up a ladder to get in well what got you through the hardest times when you were really in pain and really just feeling so overwhelmed my husband He's just the best. I, I don't know how I was lucky enough to uh, beat somebody like him. He thinks I wrote the moon. It's very sweet. But he would come up and just give me a hug. And I started to cry because he gave me a hug. Uh, just a very, very uh, warm and loving man. And I didn't see that part of him before. He, he's not a loving, he's not a, I don't know how to put this. He's not a, a boisterous type person where he, he will come and hug you for no reason. But he did then because I saw him cry when I got the diagnosis. Don't let her die. Do whatever you have to do. And see, you're scared at first. You're really scared. You know, but I don't know whether I would have had the operation that I had to do over again. Because I probably would have lived my life the same age. 
because it, it's slow growing. It's very, that's my advice. If I were somebody else, I mean, my husband still says, I'm glad you had it. I'm glad you got through it. Um, now we know that you don't have it anymore. But you know what? I'm not so sure I would have had a better life if I didn't have it. Yeah, that's tough because it's so hard to know. They want to rush you. When, my, my son and my, they keep saying, we're glad you had it. We know you're here now. But I don't know if I'm so happy I have it. Falling on the, with a walker, falling on the walker, falling on the cane, walking on a, Finally, I said, no more helping things. I don't want a walker. I don't Because once you're in a wheelchair, you stay there. You're not getting out. And so I'm, I'm not walking fast. I am walking a little older, but I'm walking and I'm going to continue to walk and get better until I walk regular again. Oh, that is so great. Now you mentioned that you'd had a million followers and you don't anymore. And I know I I can't even imagine how frustrating, I mean, not compared to cancer, don't get me wrong, listeners, but I'm just saying that. You know, career-wise, you, you had built this amazing platform, and there's, you know, another just huge blow and getting through that, because that's a really hard thing, too, you know, just to see what you've created. Like, what what happened, and, and how have you, like, coped with that? Did you have help with your questions today? <laughs> no, and I'm not even, I didn't even write them down. I never do. That's my secret. <laughs> okay. Um, I will tell you that Obama... And a lot of big names had over a million followers. And somebody new came in to buy Twitter. And there was a change in people. And they thought I had a million. I must be important. So they took all the people with a million off. But everybody else got on. They forgot about me. And then I found out I had breast cancer. So was I going to worry about Twitter? No. I wasn't. So I was in bed for a long time. Then I tried to, people were, some of my people that weren't friends with me, a guy named Steve, wonderful guy, he came to my rescue. He said, write this person, write that person. They'll get you back on. But it was too late. It was too late for me to get back on. And finally, I was visiting my daughter another time. And she said, Mom, just go back on Twitter. You love it. Just get back on a different account. You don't have any agenda there anyway. You're just helping people. Just get back on. I got back on. This is a good thing for people to know. I got back on on the end of September. The end of September. I already have 3,000 people. So who does that? You have to, you have to interact every single person. You ha- they have to know you're there, and you have to tell some people, which I've been doing, here's here's what I had. I had a million. I'm not shy about it either. You used to follow me. Please re-follow me, and I do, and because of that, I have 3,000 people in a very short period of time, and people are saying, I'll get them back. I don't need to get a million followers back. That's a lot of work to answer all those people and interact with all these people, but I love it because it makes my mind active, and it makes me feel like I'm still here in youth. I'm not getting like an old lady. I just really, really enjoy Twitter. And so I did a hashtag, Dr. Joyce is back. What advice do you have just to take the smaller things in stride? <laughs> Your questions. Okay. That is a great, if you're on toward the end of the interview, what a great ending quote. Um, the thing is, is that we don't appreciate what we have until we lose it. And it's kind of sad because People are into uh, furniture and whether it's uh, uh, something that they have to show their friends, uh, how much money they have. And, hey, I live beautiful. Behind me is my front yard with trees. Not that they're just pouring outside. You can't really see them. But I really live in a beautiful house and have a lot. But I never, ever took it for granted. 
I could be without it. I could be with it. It doesn't matter. My husband wants it. He deserves it. He's worked hard. But people are very jealous of that. And then people are very statusy. They're very into the status. I could care less. I love all people. All this stuff with everyone, every life matters. All of our lives matter. We're all important. Our kids are important. Black people are important. LBGT are important. Everyone's important. And we're important. You and I are important. And we need to cherish that part of the importance of people instead of the importance of things. Right. Yeah, I think that way too. I, I know some people where like, they have so many cars and so many of this and that. And I'm like, I just, I was like, I just wasn't raised that way. I remember my dad used to to say that like, you don't need to keep up with the Joneses. And my dad was, a, was an ophthalmologist and we would go to his colleagues' homes and they lived in the hills with these houses that were just outrageous and the tennis courts and the swimming pools. And we lived in like a middle-class kind of tracked home neighborhood, like a small house. I'm like, dad, what is going on? Because as a kid, it's like, oh my God, I want all that. And he's like, no, you don't, you don't need that. And I'm so grateful because that really has helped keep me grounded. I think the way our values shape us, right? I, it makes such a difference. I just don't get it. I, I, I value humans and kindness. And well, so. I think that's why we're friends. I do too. And I don't begrudge those people if they have. But sure. They have, just don't think that's, if you can't take it with you, then it's not important. So you got to ask yourself, will I take this with me? Is it a memory? Is it a kindness somebody did? Is it something I could lay on my deathbed and that's a whole morbid thing? But is it something? No, it's true. Think, gee, I I accomplished. It's not I accomplished a radio show as much as we like to think we're important, Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) Is is that you accomplished being a kind? I don't think anyone would say I wasn't a kind person. No, of course not. Proud of that. I'm proud of being Joyce, and I'll always be Joyce. You're always going to get the truth from me, even if you don't like to hear it. I'm nice about it, but I think it's important that we form relationships that are real, authentic relationships. You lived in one house, a small house, right? I lived in eight houses. We never. Wow. We were so poor. Vicky, Ricky, Terry, Donnie, Larry, Kenny, Joyce. Seven children, two parents. My father was a milkman and a cab driver at night to feed us. My mother would put out a scoop of tuna fish on the table and say, go at it, kids. Whoever gets the tuna fish eats. The rest of you don't eat. See why I'm so skinny? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, as a child, I never really was eating that much. Uh, but my parents used to say to me, you know, don't wish you had what somebody else has. A lot of people just have to show off things, and you don't have anything to show off. So just be yourself. And I, I was, and I still have those friends from childhood. From all my neighborhoods. (laughs) Joyce, was there anything you wanted to add? And we'll get you back soon because it's so lovely to see you. I would say, you know, why don't you just starting today, everybody that's listening, why don't you start today and start appreciating and having gratitude for what you have? It's so important. And it comes back to you, not that you're looking for that, but it comes back to you tenfold. It really, really does. It came back to me. I am so happy with my life and with my husband and my children and my everything is wonderful. And so I had breast cancer. So what? People have a lot worse. Look at our, our servicemen. Look what they have to live with. I had nothing compared to them. Uh, one more thing that I find very important. When I go out into the world and I'm walking slow, people are honking their horns. They're upset with me because I'm not going. My husband will say, Leave her alone. She can't walk, you know. But they they make you feel so bad. 
and they don't realize that they're making you feel that way. Just one little story. I have a friend that Rosalie, I'll never forget her. She was 40 years old. She was, she had breast cancer and she was going to die. She was going to hospice the next day. And she took, we went to the mall and people were screaming at her for parking in a handicapped space. He's oh yeah, you're handicapped. Yes, she was. And they had no right to say that. Just assume if somebody's in a handicapped space, they are handicapped. I don't have a handicapped space, but if they are, if somebody's walking slow, say, you know, she must have had a spurgery or something. Don't don't pick on her because she's walking slow. So just more understanding in the world, more kindness. That's what I'll end with. Absolutely. Now, that's just, oh, that makes me so mad that people are so impatient. And she said it happens all the time. I'll never forget that because I was with her the day she called me that night. She said, I'm calling you to say goodbye. She knew she was going to die. But oh. wonderful, wonderful woman. I'll never forget her. Sorry for your loss. Yeah, really. It was a loss. How do we find out more about you and, and how to follow you especially? Well, thank God I just found a computer person to help me. But I, I still have a website, drjoyceknudsen.com, K-N-U-D-S-E-N.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on, I have uh, 20,000 on Instagram. I love to do fashion on Instagram. A lot of behavior communication stuff because that's what i do and um i'm still doing coaching so i don't let me think what i what i didn't tell you but i'm on all the social sites pretty much what is your twitter handle uh it's um good question again it's content tweets two so c-o-n-t-e-n-t tweets t-w-e-e-t-s two the number two yeah the number two Okay, everyone, I'm I'm asking you now, go follow Joyce because she's just fabulous. And Joyce, it's been so lovely to see you again. This has been great. It's lovely to see you too, Lisa. Thank you. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.